0: Hi, this is Becky and Patricia. We are former college teammates and believe that life is a team sport. Our goal is to encourage and inspire strong women, families, and communities using lessons learned from sport.
1: Welcome to the team room.
0: Welcome back to the team room. I'm here with Patricia
1: and our guest who we'll introduce in a minute. Patricia, how's it going?
0: It's going great, Becky. We are two weeks into school, so uh, we're starting to get into a routine. We're good.
1: Oh, lucky you. We're only three days into school, so <laughs> we are definitely not into a routine yet. All good, <laughs> though. By, all the time,
0: good. by the time this episode airs, everybody will hopefully be in a routine. It'll be in a couple of weeks.
1: Very true. Well, our guest today is a friend of mine I've known for a long time. Her name is Pam Hitchner. Pam, welcome to the show. Thank you. She is an athletic director in our area at our K-12 Christian school. And before we introduce her a little bit more, we would like to hear a little bit from her highlight reel. So what are you loving these days?
2: Well, I'm loving my grandchildren. (laughs) I have four grandchildren. Um, I'm enjoying spending some wonderful time with them and teaching them sports and doing some fun activities. My name is Pam, and they call me Pampy. So um, this summer I ran Pampy Camp, which was one time a week. (laughs) They got T-shirts and everything, and um, so that was all day. And we would do, you know, I had lesson plans for it and everything. Oh my goodness! (laughs) We would do all different sports and crafts and Bible time and activities. So. I'm just really enjoying them. I was blessed to
0: be able to have a lot of time with them this summer. All right. so how old are your grandkids?
2: My oldest granddaughter is four, and then uh, her name is Delaney. And then I have a grandson named Sawyer and he is two and a half, and then a grandson named Shepard, and he'll turn two tomorrow. And that's why we're here. There's lots going on here with the birthday party preparation. And then the baby girl named Harper, she is three months old. So
0: wow. So much activity happens in those little those little guys. So you had all four of them by yourself.
2: Yeah. Uh, not the baby Harper. Okay. She didn't come to camp. <laughs> so she stayed sure. home. Yeah. Next year she'll be at camp with her t-shirt on. And um, yeah. Now was Eric there too? Was he at camp? Now he was working. Uh, You were one on three. (laughs) Me and the girls. I mean me and the kids.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's really cool though, Pam, that you get this time with your grandkids. Yeah, it was fun. It's exciting.
0: Yeah. I'm taking notes. I want to be that cool grandma when I get there.
1: Yeah. I just want to be the cool mom still and then and the cool aunt. (laughs) And then you you are
0: the cool mom.
1: (laughs) Working on it. Well, Patricia, if you could explain to our listeners again what we're working on this month with our with our interviews.
0: Yeah, So we've been interviewing women who are leaders in their field. We read a study back in 2017. It was it was put out, and I read it recently, by Ernst & Young, where they interviewed women who were executive level leaders. And they found that 90% of them had done sports in their past. And I thought that was an astounding number. And it's interesting why that many women who had sports in their background had become Leaders, and what is it about sports that teaches us those leadership skills? And so, we are interviewing women who are leaders in their field and asking them a little bit about what they do, and then a little bit about their background in sports, and kind of maybe what are some of the things that they draw on from their time in sports that have allowed them to become the leaders that they are today.
1: Yes. So, Pam, if you could tell us a little bit about your background, your family, how you got started playing sports, and like what sports you played.
2: Okay. Uh, Well, in high school, I was a three sports field hockey, which was my best sport, basketball and softball. And I had a um, scholarship for field hockey to King's College back in the day. Um, Long story short, felt the Lord pulling at my heart to go to Bible college. Um, Knew that the Lord wanted me to be a PE teacher. And uh, that's what I was been made to be, you know, um, but the Bible college that I felt being led to go to didn't have PE major at the time they didn't have my field hockey either. So um, finally, uh, I agreed to the Lord after wrestling with him right that, that summer before I'm going into my sophomore year. So I, I end up going to Baptist Bible college then. And, um, uh, no regrets, loved my time there, loved being in the word of God. Um, so when I got the first week of school, there is a chapel that says, um, they announced that they're going to start a PE program. So if you girls, if you were PE major, Becky, tell me, cause I went there, Lord gave me that, you <laughs> know, so, um, so I was like astounded of God's, um, Grace. And so then they started P program and never got my field hockey there, but ended up um, having great basketball experience there. And actually my basketball coach, Nancy White, I, I, um, she influenced me so much. And I ended up um, coaching like her. It's who I modeled my coaching after. And then I ended up coaching that sport. I've coached all the sports, but I've coached basketball. I'm known for coaching basketball, so and I'm, you know, I I modeled after her, and I put, you know, so and then I ran cross country and track and was able to be all Merck and things I would have never done because I wasn't going to do that, and um, so that's the road the Lord took me down and uh, end up being in Christian school all these years. So then I had the experience. You know, I played five different college sports, actually, you know, end up playing uh, field hockey, basketball, softball, cross country and track.
0: So, wow. Yeah, it's great experiences. Yeah. Becky, that puts our two sports to shame.
1: <laughs> totally, totally. You know, BBC added softball near the end of ours, I think, our mm-hmm. career there, and they had volleyball. Yeah. So there was a lot of other sports I would have loved to play as well, but I think they might have been in the same season. So. Yeah. I don't know, but I agree. You know, Patricia and I, we would have done three or four or five too. We are totally, totally into that for it sure.
2: It was uh, two seasons a year. It was two practices a day, three to five and five to seven, three to five and five to seven. That that was fall and spring. So.
1: Wow. Yeah. No. When did you study
2: then? <laughs> <laughs> I was a PE major. <laughs> Man. Man. No. Um, may time. You know, mm-hmm. I always say you discipline your time, your your life better uh, when true. you have to. So, just don't waste. You don't waste. I said I didn't waste the time. I never did. I I didn't want to miss a single social activity. So, <laughs> was doing. I was staying up all night a lot.
1: Yeah, I wow. bet. Well, Pam, you you said that you modeled your coaching after your coach. What are some of the things that she did?
2: Um, she, so when you're coaching girls, first of all, of course, we're, we're coaching towards excellence. She was excellent, trained us hard. We worked hard. Um, but when you're coaching girls has to be a little bit more than just what's on the court or the field, you have to do some other things that pull them together. And especially what, if you lose, you got to have some other things that are going on. So she, she was great at that. Um, some things that I kept going was, um, secret sister, uh, scrapbooks. So in the beginning of the season, we have our secret sister. I was always, um, I kept all of our articles from the paper and then I would copy them and put them in folders for your secret sister and pictures and everything. Bottom line, then you make this big scrapbook for, you know that person that you were. You know you had all year as your secret sister. The girls love that. Yeah. Plus, you have to do something that takes time for somebody else. So I like. I like that you have to do that. Yeah. Um, she was funny and fun. You know, so she challenged you. We were winners, but she was funny and fun. She was feminine. Um, she she would make you laugh on um, the sideline in in intense moments, which helped. Um, she believed in you. She believed in me. I, I'm like, I'm not a college basketball player, but she's like, you're fast. And so we can't teach speed. You. You're going to be college basketball player. Sounds like so. Patricia.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, we just had a, we just had a froze moment there. Oh, there we go. Good. Um, well, interesting that you say all that because I've, I've, I've known Pam for a long time, Patricia. Um, and I've heard, many good things over the years with Pam as the basketball coach at Atlantic Christian school. And it's just neat to hear these things that you do that we can now pass them on. And that is why we're doing this episode on our podcast, because, because we want to pass the torch to other women who are maybe coming up in the ranks in their profession and want to be successful too. Um, what about, here's a really cool question up. What about this? What about the sports you played captured your imagination? Because you weren't a basketball player at first. You said you were field hockey. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: what moved you maybe into basketball?
2: Um, I just, I love competition and I love a team to be a part of a team and the camaraderie. So um, everything that goes along with being on a team, I, I love and loved most of my life. So, um, and I love to compete, you know, I'm still, I'm still a competitor. My kids here will tell me, tell you, I'm still, I'm going to be in cornhole or whatever else we're doing pickleball, (laughs) you know, still a competitor. So,
0: yeah. That's awesome. So being a competitor, is that something that you have brought into your life? I mean, I know you're still in sports as an athletic director, but now you're in a professional setting right so how does yeah. being a competitor help you or how has it helped you in life?
2: In in my professional job. Yeah. Yeah. Um always so what what I say over Atlanta Christian with, with my crew is we're not going to we're not leaving just because it's time to leave. We're not leaving till we complete our job and do it really well. You know? So it um makes you just always want to be do the best in what you're doing, you know, uh, always working towards excellence. And, it, uh, you, you know, you know, down deep, that you have endurance to do that. You've been trained to have endurance. So you have endurance to keep on going those long hours, if need be, you know, it's whatever time it is, if the job isn't done, I'm not leaving, you know, we're going to finish the job, then leave. Uh, so, and, and just want it to be the best, like, even at, uh, over at Atlanta Christian School, I always say, you have to have the feeling of where else do you want to be? You know, you just got to love what you do and be the best at it. And every moment that you have, even today, you know, I want to play the best music for whatever game's going on. I want you to look the best. We want to get the, you know, just want it to be the best experience. We don't want to waste days or waste our time. Just to work hard, be the best and have endurance to keep on going,
0: Yeah, keep on
2: staying the late hours, making things great when you're tired. Athletes know how to do that.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. All right. So I have two, two questions kind of to go with that. So I'm going to tell you the second one first, so you could be thinking about it. (laughs) And then I'm going to (laughs) tell you the the second one. Um, So where does grace fit into that? right? So that's my second question. So we're going to come back to that. But number two, the before that, I want you to answer this. What about the mom that's not necessarily working full-time or working in a setting like that? How does being a competitor fit into, you know, raising children, right? Or even now raising grandchildren, like where does it fit in there into your home life?
2: Yeah, well, I was able to take, um, over the years, I took several years where I didn't work and I was home with my girls, probably, uh, all together, I would say eight, maybe years. Um, so same thing, you know, like make each day. Wonderful as best we can. Let's make it count. Let's do some things outside the box. Let's get up before you go to school and have devotions and, um, let's be disciplined to do that. Um, Maybe you're tired and you don't feel like playing with the child that day. You're going to still play, go out and play with your children and teach them and play in the backyard, uh, make time for them, help them with their homework. Yeah. Just, you know, a disciplined person, you you would be feeling guilty if you're going to sit on the couch and watch TV.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, you're going to use
2: your time wisely with your children, make it the best for your family.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I love that. All right. So how does grace then fit into that mindset? Because I totally get what you're saying. I'm so competitive. I want everything to be the best, whatever. But at some point, where, where do we fit in grace?
2: Well, I'll tell you the, in my older age, more grace. (laughs) So, um, used to be, uh, more one, one, Minded, you know, like this is it. And now I feel like um, life isn't perfect. Things don't go exactly how you plan them. Um, Sometimes when we're younger, like, oh no, it must be this way. Or so you you learn to be like, okay, it's still okay. Um, Guess what? Tomorrow, today just might not be a good day, but tomorrow could be the best day of your life, you know just to know that no one's perfect a day may not go as you have planned it but that's okay what can we learn from it how can we be better from it um and nobody is perfect we're all we're all messing up you know but I, that's gotten better for me the older i've gotten <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no that's good it's it's just good perspective
2: yeah yeah
1: perspective is, Trisha and I, with our children here and there, and that they don't always have the perspective. Like my 11 year old, like, I'm just like, how do you, like, I try, we try to direct them, but they're he's 11. He doesn't have the life that we have, the age, the time that we've had to look throughout life and see like, yeah. that is going to be okay. But yeah. they don't know that. So helping us give them grace. It's interesting, Patricia, you did just ask about grace because we, we three love the Lord and we have accepted his grace, giving us something we don't deserve. Right. Grace. Yeah. I teach in a public school and I can't tell you how many times they have used the word grace in the beginning <laughs> of my school year and I was like wait a minute do, do do they know what they're saying like I'm not even kidding I was like could you explain to me what you're meaning by that because that's never said around here like so it was interesting that I've had a few conversations with my public school coworkers about grace which has been very very awesome but it's because they brought that word in that is not used that much. So oh, I'm really glad you're sharing. That's really cool. Great question. Yeah.
2: yeah and um, that comes to my mind a lot. Actually, I just said it today. In school, they're kids and, and um, they haven't lived a long life yet. And don't get it. You know, think back. Don't get it. Give yeah. them a little grace. Yeah. Yep.
1: I love that. Um, what attributes of being an athlete have helped you navigate your journey what attributes other than you, you did mention a few of them already, but is there anything else you want to share that, that through sports have helped you in your you know? um,
2: dis- discipline? Like I said, is, is a big one. Um, you know, when, when we learn to do what we're supposed to do when we don't feel like doing it, that makes you have, be a be successful person. I, it's something I say almost every day, probably to my girls at school do what you're supposed to do when you don't want to do it and life will be a lot easier for you and you'll be more successful. You know, we're running the mile. You don't want to do it. Well, who really does? You do what you're supposed to do when you don't want to do it and life is better. So I think that really helped me, you know, your, your, your days, you don't even maybe feel good about going to practice. You go to practice anyway, you work hard anyway. Um, So just discipline to tell your mind, to tell your body what to do. I guess. I love that. Instead of just, we just, whatever our body felt like doing, be flopping on a couch half the day, you know, sometimes. So I, I, I like that idea um, a lot.
1: So. That's true. That's really good because I feel like that's where I'm at with, where I'm at in my parenting and even teaching sometimes because they question now, you know, kids and people question, why do I have to do that? Well, sometimes there's not always a great answer, but the answer is you just—it's good for you. You don't feel it now, like we talked about the Daniel plan. We did a lot with that and exercise and eating well and stuff. But you don't always realize it until the next day when you do feel better. Oh, I'm so glad I worked out because now I feel good, you know. And now someone brought me a dessert, and I don't feel—I don't have to be. Oh, I didn't work out. I really you know, I already had five desserts. I'm just going to have the one dessert, you know. Just—I guess for me, it's always balance, like moderation. And balance. That's so
2: good. <laughs> All good.
1: Yeah.
2: The, um, what was I going to say there about the, the mile? When oh, I always say, say, I can tell this isn't just about, you know, running the mile, like it's PE, you know, I like to tell a lot about you just from this one thing we're doing, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to be able to say, tell a lot about each one of you, you know, from this, who's going to do push it through because you know, we respect, first of all, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to do when you don't really want to, you know, tells a lot about your character and it develops character.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I tell my middle schooler all the time, how you do one thing is how you do everything.
2: I like that a lot. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to put that up in the locker room.
1: <laughs> that's a good one. That is so true. So true. And you know it's funny, Pam. You said that about a teaching. My coworker, when he he says there's like three to it's three or four. I'm never good at retelling stories, so don't hold me to it. But he says there's like three or four types of people out there, and we see it in the gym because we see the kid who always goes all out all the time, all the time. There's no questions asked. Whatever they're asked, they go do it. Then there's a second kid who's like, well, if no, if everybody's watching, I'm I'm only going to do it if someone's watching it, or if they're not watching, it's kind of about who's around. Yeah. And then the next, the next kid is like, is, um, they're not going to do it. Cause they get like, it's, if they feel good, <laughs> they do hard, you know, they work hard if they, they don't feel good. So like, it's, it's interesting, even in the gym with sports and you could see in a workplace, people interact with how they do things. And it's just, it does speak a lot about our character. And, um, I appreciate you sharing all of that about character because, you know, what is it? Integrity. My coworker said over the mic today, have integrity. And I was like, I don't know if that kid knows what you're talking about. You know, like we use these words and I just wonder sometimes, right? Like the middle schoolers. And, but, um, we do talk about, you know, like, who are you in the dark? You know, that's your character. A lot of times or when no one's looking. And as women and as adults, we haven't, and my kids will be like, you guys watch TV all night and eat ice cream. I'm like, I do eat ice cream at night when you're in bed. But When they started catching me, like, like realizing that mom and dad stay up at night and get to like eat food, I started (laughs) thinking like, you know, like, do I really, you know, like you really start thinking like if they were here, I wouldn't be eating this usually. I don't want them to eat it. So, so it's kind of an interesting accountability thing. Like when they, when we let them stay up, like, we're like, okay. So anyway, I think parenting does, it's made me a better person because hot and like
2: everything you do that's not good so you're like i know the girls are always i used to go to to mcdonald's and get a mcflurry and then sit in the driveway and eat it and then they'd write that they'd be looking at the mom's out in the driveway eating the mcflurry all by herself exactly. i don't want to get it for the rest of you
1: that that's what i'm talking about right there <laughs> right there because the other day like too, like the ice cream only had there wasn't much left so like I totally ate it. And they're like, why is this the ice cream gone? I'm like, I ate it. Like I just gave it. I just do them I was like, I ate it. So I don't know. It's just too much. But um, one other thing that we like to explore uh, with our leader, you're our leader today that we're interviewing, is um, when you think about being a leader in your field, which is athletics, being an athletic director, um, what advice can you give to women, um, other women to help them lead well, which you said discipline. You've said a lot of awesome things, but is there anything else you could say to women coming up that want to lead well?
2: Uh, Yeah. I always say um, the phrase people first follow the person and then they follow the plan. Mm -hmm. So be somebody who they want to follow or maybe be like, you know, respectable person, um, genuine, you're going to go the extra mile for them, truly care, but also live your life in a way that, is you know respectable um and then that that really helps you know to um be that kind of person then people follow what you have to say Mm -hmm. and uh you know so you live a life the way you're supposed to live in your daily life in the small things Mm -hmm. and you know people will do what you say you know in leadership Mm -hmm. if they follow you then they'll follow your plan
1: yeah that's very true. That reminds me of something I heard in college, which was, um, people don't, uh, what is it? They don't, until they know how much you care, they won't, they won't follow you. Like you yeah. could, you could say all these things, but if they, Patricia, can you think of how to say that phrase?
0: Yeah. They don't, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yes. Yeah. I yeah.
1: think of it like that a little bit too. Like what you're saying, the person, like you, your personality, you you matter to others. Yeah. So
2: Do the so extra that. thing. Um, I mean, that's, I've always, you know, think that still my girls, you know, your girls that were yours on your team, you know, they're, they're yours forever. So, um, you're going to love them <laughs> forever and their things and their everything, their birthdays, you know, uh, yeah, go, to, go, go to the end of at the end of the earth for them.
1: That's a coach. That's definitely a coach's heart. So here's a question that I totally just want to ask you. You don't have to answer, but I just thought of it is, do you what do you have any ideas for what God has for you? Maybe in the next ten to fifteen years, like, do you see yourself? Do you see yourself there, or is there something else? Maybe God's calling. You?
2: I don't know the exact answer yet. Um, so I, I think of different things and talk to the Lord about it. He's always been very specific with me. Well, what's coming next, and made it kind of really clear in my heart and my brain. <clears throat> I'm not really sure. Um, I, I think at one point I would like to. Just be mom and grandmom, you know, and do wonderful things with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, I don't know and what you're, the answer is. You're that, but I one
0: kid short of a basketball team right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love my school, and I love what what I do right now. Um, honestly, I find enjoyment in each day. Um, so I, tr- I, I don't want to do. I don't want to keep doing something unless I still love it, you know. Yeah. But right now I still love it. Well, we <laughs> and, love you there. I just
1: was wondering if there's anything that is your because you went from teaching and now you're an A D. So I'm you, still teaching. We still have to teach as ADs <laughs> in our school. Never mind. Sorry. You're still teaching as well. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Christian school, you do wear a lot of hats. You do.
2: Yeah.
1: I wore about three hats. Or four hats a year when I taught two years in Christian school. So oh,
2: you taught at my Cumberland Christian School. <laughs> I did. I did. I had Bible, K to 12,
1: PE, and health. Oh, like, awesome. it was an interesting first couple of years of teaching.
2: <laughs> and you were newly a teacher, right? Oh, I was a new teacher.
1: teacher. Yeah, yeah, 22 23. That's a whole nother podcast. Patricia,
2: we could do that another day. <laughs> 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 I had to teach uh, earth science one year and I that I knew nothing about. I had to study it before I went and taught it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I never taught anything Spanish <laughs> except the, my first couple of years of teaching Spanish, I was on a cart in a big public school. Oh, yeah. So I had to push my little classroom, you know, from room to room because <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't have a classroom. So I just, you know, borrowed other people's. And one yeah. year, the last year I taught at that school, I was pregnant with Josh and so the football players knew, I also coached basketball there. And so I knew some of the football players. I had one of them in my class. So he would go out in the hall and like clear the halls for me. He's like, pregnant teacher coming through. He's like out of the way, Just you know, and I'm like, all right, thanks, dude. Like same, time, same place tomorrow. All right.
1: Good. That's awesome. What a good kid. Yeah, that is so cool. Well, um, this has been so good, Pam. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all of your wisdom. I will go back and listen because I do want to write down a few of those tidbits that I will be using in my home and probably in my classroom. Um, but before we go, Patricia, do you want to say anything? And then we're going to go to our other thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I really love the persistence and excellence um, idea that, we want to do everything with excellence. Uh, we want to have grace at the same time, but it's important. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so just reminding younger people of that. So, you know, as they're as they're growing up and learning that, but it's also good to remind ourselves of that. Because even though I intellectually know that and I try to live it out, there are definitely moments where that's not necessarily true. I'm doing something that, you know, a different way or I'm handling something in a way that I wouldn't in another setting. And so it's good, I think, to, to be reminded of that. And so, I, yeah, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I love that. So, Pam, it is now time for our blooper reel. So, super <laughs> excited to hear something
2: funny. Something funny that I've done. I don't know. I always do something weird, I guess. Yes. I think my mind is one time on the boardwalk, I went up and started eating funnel cake off of the person's plate that I thought was the sample person, and they weren't. Oh, <laughs> my That's so and funny. And so when they gave me a crazy look, I said, you are not the sample person, are you? Oh, you're- <laughs> no, but you help yourself. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine?
1: That is that would be so embarrassing. But you have a great personality, so you just were like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> like, like, oh my! I could see one of our kids doing that too, like because they see food, just like just like
2: fudge place or funnel with a plate of food. <laughs>
1: that is true. On the boardwalk, there's people that stand out with fudge and with and with funnel cake pieces. I agree. Don't stand there. <laughs> Well, our last thing for our episode is our past. And we love this part because it's a place where we get to uplift other women and encourage them and kind of give them a shout out. So um, Pam, who would you like to pass the ball? To? I'd
2: like to give a definite shout out to Dina Previty. This young lady um, was a, was a student of mine, a Cumberland Christian. She graduated in 2000 and she, um, first of all, she's the most, um, Unselfish person that I've ever met, and most caring individual for others that I that I really know. <clears throat> and she's a very very successful person. She has her own counseling business. She used to be the main counselor for a very large church up on the main line, um, and she opened up her years back opened up her own counseling business. Just a really caring uh, person, very very successful. She's an entrepreneur has her hand in all kinds of other businesses. She's always looking to help, how she can help. I don't know how she has the time to always be thinking of who she can help or better their life. And so um, she was a beautiful student of mine, always says this and that about me, but I, I want to turn it back and say this is what I think about her. You know, she's she's special and um, really a pleasure to be around. So. I, I
0: I, admire her. Oh, Yay. I love that. I know as kids get older, that we've coached, you know, we continue to cheer them on and, you know, see them be successful. And I, I love that you want to shout out one of your former athletes. That's really neat.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Patricia's going to end us so I don't mess anything up. So, Patricia, <laughs> let it roll, girl. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you again, Pam. I really appreciate you getting on here and sharing your wisdom and insight and lessons that you've learned from sport and how we can be better leaders, both in our home and in our businesses and professional lives. Um, and as always, this is life is a team sport. You can find us on Instagram at life is a team sport. You can find a few video clips from this interview. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, we would love for you to subscribe and leave us a comment And if you listen anywhere else, please subscribe as well. We are also on Spotify and several other places. And we have a website, Life is a Team Sport Every Day, where you can find all of our episodes as well as some blog posts that we've written and some other fun things we call Chalk Talks. And as always, life is a team sport and you are never alone. (laughs)